0: Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to say, Congratulations, Texas Rangers. Yes. No. <laughs> Sometimes one championship in a city immediately right. and sort of contagiously leads to another championship, and sometimes it's just a city's year. Ugh. Sometimes championships come in pairs, maybe even threes. You never know. Michael yeah. Irvin, your thoughts on a potential another championship parade in Dallas right. about what three months from now? I, I, I I don't absolutely, know.
1: Huh? they call it. They'll be calling Arlington, like you know, yeah. title town. Oh, right, yeah. right. That's the name of put it. Yeah. Arlington, Tidal Texas, town. right there where Dallas play, where the Cal- Cowboys play yeah. where the rangers won that yeah. championship where the rangers yeah. did win. and it's key and for everybody here did you know they had 11 road victories. 11 road victories. That's the That's it's insane. Impossible. That's well, me, insane. Stop both, and the yeah. Cowboys got 11 road me, home game victories. That's 11-11. You know, that's a great number. Michael, let
2: me stop both of y'all before y'all start hopping on the Rangers. I got, yeah, I'm just letting y'all know. Eleven mentioned multiple championships, same year, same city. Has that ever happened in Dallas? Wait, wait, has <laughs> it ever happened in ain't Dallas? It happened in, in L.A. Yeah, it elsewhere. happened in yeah.
1: Boston, yeah. but has yeah. it ever happened Ain't ain't nobody in L.A. won a championship last night. Mm. People in Texas did. So that's what we're talking about right now. Stop trying to steal our glory with that story. Stop trying to steal our glory with that story. That's parade number one. We got parade number two on the way. Title Town, Texas. That's Arlington, Texas.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. And good morning to you, too, Keyshawn. Uh, have a good morning. I just had to slow you uh, down, man. we okay. today, baby. Now, back to, reality, back to we're reality, good. back to business. <laughs> Michael Urban wasn't with us the last couple of days, so he didn't have a chance to react about the 49ers yeah. acquiring Chase Young oh, on top oh, of the Eagles landing man. Kevin Byard while Jerry Jones did nothing, nothing at the trade deadline. Keyshawn, we'll get to you in just a moment, but Michael <laughs> Urban, <laughs> how concerned were you about what San Francisco and Philadelphia did and what Dallas did not do? Yeah, and, and, and let me tell you something. When you
1: when you go at midway in the season like this and you're in a playoff race or you're in a fight for a Super Bowl, you everybody's looking for any little thing to, to raise up the whole team, lift the whole team. San Francisco got that yesterday. San Francisco got that. Philly got that the other day when, when, when they went and got the safety uh, buyers. So, so, so they, going into this run for Dallas not to have picked up anybody, yeah, that, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. I wanted Dallas to go and get some. Because it just sends a message to everybody, hey, we're all in in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And even worse than Dallas not getting anybody, San Francisco... Put best friends back together again and never got a chance to chase a quarterback together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were great at, at Ohio State together. Chase Young, he, when he played, Bosa got hurt. Bosa played, Chase Young was hurt. Now oh. both of them are going to be on the football field chasing my quarterback. I don't I know. I got a problem with all of that. And I really believe Washington did it on purpose. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. Oh, Washington, really? They did it on purpose. Washington oh, said, well, that. whatever we can do to get into <laughs> Philly and mess with Dallas, we're going to do that. that. And they sent this man to San Francisco. That's dirty ball. That's just dirty ball. We'll take care of them when we see them this season. Are the Eagles the only team in the NFC?
2: Are the 49ers the, the Eagles, only team in no, the NFC? No,
1: no, no, no. no. no that's because y'all
2: just, but, you just gloss over Seattle as if Seattle just chopped liver. I don't know why they went out and acquired Leonard Williams. I mean, right. that was a big acquisition for them. Okay. Richard Sherman and company, when right. they were good, they had people up front that could go get the quarterback. Right. So mm-hmm. don't just gloss over. The Eagles and Washington. I'm just we, we, warning you. I, just be I, I careful.
1: But we've been here all day. oh year talking about the top three teams, and, yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. now those are other teams down here. The, no, no, the no, problem I'm is the, down there the, for you because Detroit ain't down there for well, me. Well. Detroit might be down there for you because you want Detroit down there. Key, Key, look, key wait, wait, key. See, you can see. Not with me, Key, now. Not with me. Key, we've been talking about three teams in the NFC. We've asked the question, is Detroit up here yet? We said, all said not just yet, but they're right there. I understand what you're saying. But what Washington did, Washington said there's a three-team race, and we're going to hurt the two teams that are in the NFC East. In our division, we're going to hurt them by sending this guy to San Francisco. Chase Young to San Francisco. I I did not. So you think they put that much? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you think they set up and said, we're going
2: to trade you to the 49ers because they're going to give us a third-round pick. Meanwhile, we have a possibility to get a two from somebody else, but we're going to take the three just to hurt Dallas? Well, I, well, I'm just asking you a question, Michael. Mm. You can answer if you
1: choose to or Skip, I, I, you can. Do, do you do I believe that the competition goes that deep? Absolutely. I believe the competition goes that deep. Do, do I believe they, they certainly didn't want to send Chase Young anybody, anywhere in the East because they'll have to see him. Twice a year. So absolutely that kind of stuff is going on. What are, you, what, what are we talking about? If I was the owner, I would be doing it. Well, why would they? they you, you want Washington to be so focused in on the Cowboys
2: <laughs> and not making it. They're going to improve their team by getting the best pick that they could possibly get because there is right. no guarantee right. whatsoever that the San Francisco 49ers right. or even for that matter the Dallas Cowboys would see each other in the playoffs. Yeah, you
1: proved my point.
2: Well, So why would I even... A lot on, of that, teams would have given up a third. What you should have been worried about doing, like you said, is improving, Skip, getting better. Like you said, they yeah. should have gone after Derrick Henry or maybe even there was a guy that they didn't have to give anything for that the Buffalo Bills, which has been a better team than the Dallas Cowboys over the last several years, realized mm-hmm. we need a hardcore runner. I think Leonard Fournette has something left in no. the tank. I'm no. just saying, no, no. They they went out and got a running back to try to get them through the pounding the yards that they need at the goal line or so and not have to use their quarterback. My only thing is Dallas Cowboys didn't do anything mm-hmm. because our man Skip Bayless tried to compare Tony Pollard to Christian McCaffrey earlier on in the year. In fact, not compare, said He was him. better than him. Last year, you're, you're,
1: he was better. You're missing something. What am I missing? You're, you're missing something. I, I, what, I, what I lamented. Was not that it just, not just that they got players, but they got players. That, 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 that went to places that lift that place. Like Chase, Chase Young is lifting San Francisco. Absolutely. But now, now the opposite of lifting is bringing in somebody that will tear your team down. And this, I don't want. Now, there are things out there about certain players, and you mentioned the player, I don't want to say any names, <laughs> that I don't want on my team. I, get, I know pick okay. stuff went down. So, so I, understand stuff, me. I don't want to pick up anybody because the, the, the mentality I, I, and, and the fragility of the team matters. What me and Skip was talking about,
2: was the certain position. And we talked about Derrick Henry. Right. And there's always things out there that's floating around, hearsay about players, whether it's true or not true, or whatever the case is. You you did not improve whatsoever at all because Jerry Jones, your owner, your longtime friend, your next-door neighbor, has said to you, we don't need anybody. We're full. We're good sitting right where we're at. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll stick to your division. They got better, okay. Yeah. Whether you want to say Julio Jones is done better. or not, they got better. Mm. Whether you want to say Kevin Byard, uh, he's he's yeah. a good safety. He picked Dak three times. Yep. Whether you give him credit for better. that, they got better mm. every single year. It seems like that they go out and make transactions, skip, yeah. and improve their team. Skip.
0: Yeah. Skip. Keyshawn, Michael, this is for you, Michael Irvin. I love you, man. And I got you here. I'm going to talk you right off the ledge that you are teetering on right here, right now, because we good in Dallas. We good. We did not need to do anything. (laughs) I am for once all behind Jerry Jones on this one. He did exactly what he should have done, which is do nothing, Mm. because those other teams were operating desperately because they needed to improve. Philly's defense is gettable. It is torchable. They needed badly a Kevin Byard, and they went and got him, and God bless them for that. The 49ers are teetering on the cliff's edge as we speak. They've lost three straight games because they can no longer rush the passer. They've got a quarterback issue they're dealing with also. But on the other side of the ball, they cannot get to the quarterback. So they were so desperate, so panicky. They said, let's go get a guy that Washington said no to. Let's go get a Chase Young that Washington said, no, we will not give you a fifth-year option. We are not going to pick it up because we're not sure about you and the knee that you hurt and the motor that runs hot and then cold and hot and then more cold and more cold because I see fits and starts from Chase Young. I see flashes of brilliance, but I have not seen Micah Parsons there. I'm sorry, I don't. And will he help San Francisco a little? A little, he will. But, Michael Irvin, the reason I got you on this is because I step back from this and I say, look what Dallas has done at 5-2. and two. They lead the NFC in points scored. They also lead the NFC in points allowed. Help me out. Is that good? That's great. They lead the whole NFC. They lead the NFC. Well, they don't quite lead. They're second in the all-important stat, the one that tells the tale every year, turnover differential. They're plus six. There's only one team ahead of them, and it ain't Philly, and it ain't San Francisco, and it ain't Seattle, and it ain't Detroit. It's Tampa. Tampa is oddly, weirdly, just aberrationally plus eight in turnover difference, but they're three and four, so I'm going to throw that out because we will catch and pass Tampa. We'll probably end up number one in the NFC in turnover differential. I'm looking at our young players, rising and shining. I'm gonna say it again. Mm-hmm. I, when listen, when Travon Diggs went down, I was with you. Right. I thought all was lost. Deron Bland. As a ball hawk, might be a little better than Trevon D. I don't know if you've noticed, but he only has three pick sixes this year. And our young tight end, Jake Ferguson, every time I look up, he's making another play at the goal line. He made a snatch of a catch in the end zone on the first Dak throw for a touchdown the other day. And I said, That's really good. I think we good at tight end now. And then our kicker, our young kicker, he came from nowhere, from the USFL, Brandon Aubrey. I'm saying Is anybody any better than our kicker right now? What's not to love about the Dallas Cowboys? So I think Jerry sat back and said, why should we act as desperately as the other teams? I get what you say. You love to send a message to the locker room. We're Mm -hmm. serious about this. We're going to close the deal right here, right now at the trade deadline. But I think Jerry sat back and said, you know what? We should have. We got a team. We got a squad. Skip. Help me
2: out. Skip. Y'all in the NFC Conference, right? Mm-hmm. And so far, you've only played one juggernaut in the NFC Conference. Yeah. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. And they hung 42 points. Was it 42? Yeah. I think that was the right number 42. Mm. So when you look at the other teams, when you talk about the beginning of the year <laughs> in the Arizona Cardinals and blanking them 40 to 0, please don't give yourself any credit on that. Oh, don't give yourself credit 40 on 40 to nothing against your, a don't, division don't, don't rival give, on the give road your, on opening don't night? Give I, your I take team high credit, credit for that. About leading on point differential based on teams like that in the New England it's Patriots. Amazing. The two three eight to you, three. Don't 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 it's do amazing. this, Skip. Don't, don't do to this three? to a team with Just Matt Jones. To don't 10? don't do this. This isn't the Jet team we see today. <laughs> ah. That was the Jet team from yesterday. Ah. So don't do that and start adding it up and saying, Well, the NFC, <laughs> NFC, 15. you still gotta play the Eagles. You still gotta play we, Detroit. And
0: we, now we get to play Washington twice, how, and they have said we're unloading. We're However, we're unloading. you wanna okay. phrase it, yeah. you can't.
2: But I'm saying this here right now, Michael. You play two teams that matter in the NFC conference. Okay? Two. One of them put 42 on you, the other one you're getting ready to see on Sunday. And that's it. So don't give me these empty statistics about what you lead in the NFC when the gauntlet of schedule in the NFC has been nothing for y'all. Y'all been playing the AFC. So stop that. Yeah, and wait a second, Keyshawn. So one one, one other, that,
0: that are not good. Before, before Michael goes correct. again, just a second. We are now, we've won 11 straight home games. And after okay. Philadelphia, we have four of the next five at home. And we're going to win those. Against chopped liver. Oh, Good, God. thank you. We'll take chopped liver and we'll chop <laughs> I want to see
2: you do this against the teams that matter.
0: Sunday, Philadelphia. it starts on
2: Sunday. 425 Eastern guess, on Fox. Guess what your grade is right now, an F. And you want to know F? why? Because you played the 49ers, the only team that matters in the NFC. Or the Eagles of 49 and Seattle, Detroit. You've yet to He's play
0: done. them. They all count one. I, I, I
1: don't understand. I, I really don't understand this. Now. Okay, but well, key, get to key, understand key, you will throw things out. I'm like when out I try out. to use the analogy of this team plays that one, so this should be able to do that. You told me no. No, no, way no, you no, can no, do no, that. no, 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 Mike. Now you come right in here and do this. Now you keep tossing up San Francisco like their prime beef. That's what you're saying. Oh, so they, they lost three you. in a row. Okay. So they lost three in a row. So so, so you keep saying, well, well they, they, they beat you. They beat you. Yes. And we beat no one. So so then San Fran lost three in a row. How you keep getting no, on no, us for no, no, losing no, 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 not, no, no, I'm I, I, not getting I'm on lost you. Here. I'm not getting I'm lost. on you. i
2: totally for... lost it. Okay, so let me try to clear it up and Help, Help me out. I'm not getting on you. I'm not getting on you for the loss. I'm getting on Skip. Because he's giving me all these statistics about what you lead in the NFC. And so, therefore, what I'm trying to get you to understand so y'all can come down to earth is you've only really played one dominant team in the NFC. One. And
0: and you lost. You got shellacked by them. I don't give a damn when it was. And guess what happened? Okay. If you look back at it, San Francisco played its Super Bowl that night, and we played our toilet bowl. Oh, is really? Interesting.
1: It, I mean, it, they've lost every it, game. It, it, lost it. It. Oh, three you played to your toilet bowl. lost every, every game. Game.
2: I understand that they've lost three straight games. Every game. I understand Shit. Brock Purdy has gone on the road and gave the ball to the other team. I get all of that. I understand that. You're not telling me something I don't, but what I'm trying to get you There's guys to understand. There's an saying
1: that you don't understand: that any given Sunday, <laughs> any team can beat any. Ask Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs after we're losing not, at Denver. We're come, not talking come on, about yes, we yes we are, yes we are. Yes, we are talking about NFC and the Dallas damn Cowboys, Michael. That we're talking about the level of competition in the National Football League is what we we're are talking only talking. You, you keep trying to. You keep not, trying to say every victory is nothing, but every defeat means everything. that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what you're saying. Every victory saying that, is nothing Michael. because you beat nobody. But every but the defeat of San Francisco, that's something. What, that what, what I'm with trying a to house, get skip, even though they lost three in a row.
2: I won't skip to understand giving me a bunch of numbers against teams that offenses are dogs. Don't do, that. Does nothing for me. Mm. Why are you giving me numbers against teams that are dogs? Tell me about the teams that beat you. Let me know what your defense was at against Arizona and where were they against the 49ers four weeks ago. Mm. I understand. You played the Rams. You squeaked out, as, as Mike would say, you just beat the you-know-what out of the Chargers, <laughs> which was not true. <laughs> you won by three. Mm. Uh, all I'm saying is don't give me those numbers. Give me the numbers against the teams that matter.
0: Okay, I got some for give you. Give
2: me the numbers against the teams that right. matter.
0: Michael Irvin, I'll just share this with you. Would you believe very quietly, Dak Prescott against the Eagles is 8 and 2 lifetime against the Eagles. In his career 8 and 2. Would you believe Dak Prescott at Philadelphia is 3 and 1 quality Eagle teams? Some of the best teams of those years, eight and two and three and one. And we get to play them Sunday and then again on December 10th in Dallas. Well, that's it. But here, I'm going to stop. I want to no, hear
1: those. don't keep. I, 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 I want to hear that. I now, wait, with those sorry teams, too, now, you're, you're going to take I away almost, those. <laughs> with those sorry I'm teams. Stop, skips,
2: lies right here. <laughs> lies? In 2017, y'all got beat to the ground playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, and Dak Prescott was the quarterback Okay, but when I they went and won 82. the Super Bowl. Those other Philly teams were not good. Oh, they were not. <laughs> oh. And don't tell me last year y'all hung all oh. this on the team that rested okay. the quarterback and didn't really care at the end of the season when they've already clinched. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do this.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We, we scored 40 hey. on it last doesn't
2: year. On the defense. So when, you che- when you've already clinched something, and Michael Irvin knows this as he likes like to shake his head and say, you know, when you played and you won your Super Bowl, y'all had already taken care of business. You went into Washington and got handed something. So when you click something, you already you just out there. You're going through the motion. So don't give me wait, that. Wait 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 wait, 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 don't wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. What? We, we got recent evidence of Philly's success. They've been this two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks over the span that this man was just talking about. Yeah, uh, that no, 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 no. Slow down, slow down. You were talking on Flip fast, and you ran a race right off the track. No. They, 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 they went to a Super Bowl yes. with Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz. Thank then you. they switched it out and went back to a Super yeah. Bowl yep. with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so when you saw bad, when you saw bad Philly teams Bro, in that on. time, now, Where did you, you now, see bad on.
2: teams I, that Prescott that, that played? I just told you in 2017 what they did to y'all. That was the Carson Wentz, Knicks Folds. They put okay. 40 you got on, one on, game. No, on. He gave you an 82 record. 40. They put 40 on you. I don't look at last season Super Bowl that the Eagles went to, and you played them at the end of the season
1: when their quarterback was well rested. You know what what man. you mean? What, man, what do you mean? You, boy, you got more excuses, boy. That's not an excuse. God it's a God fact. Man, did they about not about rest their quarterback, <laughs> Michael Irvin? <laughs> Michael Irvin, did they not that rest their quarterback? He was hurt. They rested, we, 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 he hurt, resting, whatever. He did we, not really, play in the not, game. Not really, really, guys. And, and I want to say this, too, man. I, he, he, he's hurt now, and I'm really concerned about him. I hope his knee is is doing well. Now you sound like the you rest know, of I'm the sure. media. You, you don't know question. if he heard. He just ain't going to ask. No 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 you, no, dog. You you you're an analyst. You know what, what you know what gates look like. When right. when you when he's running, when he's running and he's slowing down at the end, his gates you can see the limp in his gait. I, I'm just hoping he's good. Uh, and but by the know, way, he, did you he's he's see hurt. that yesterday <laughs> I'm sure you know, I am. when a I, I reporter
0: like... asked him about his knee? Yeah, he walked he, off. He walked off. the Because he's getting he tired of answering yeah. stuff is that, that is you he are. starting to get thin hurt. skin? He oh, so now get... here
2: we go. Now he got thin skin. Huh. He, Wait, you bro. know how many times <laughs> he's <laughs> answered that in the last <laughs> several days? Like at some point, Skip, I get tired of answering how Skip.
1: How Skip? It. Skip? I get tired. Won't you go ask them? <laughs> that's a pretty good one, that's though. A good one. I gotta get that's keyed out. That's a pretty
2: good one. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> come and ask me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell, you asking me about Skip Ford?
1: Yeah. I work that's with him, man. Pretty, he's fine. That's a pretty good comeback, but I ain't letting you off the hook. There was a lot of good teams in there. That, that, what's that? What's that record again? I didn't know. Eight two and three one. Man, and that, man. And that was two teams. It's a two, bad Philadelphia team. Bad Philly
0: team. Two regimes really? that went, the two Super Bowls. Huh. That's pretty impressive. That's hey, pretty impressive. when Dak Prescott sees Eagle Green, he That's turns impressive. into Roger Staubach. He, I mean, he all of a sudden I, I he, he turns into the best quarterback we've ever had in franchise history. He might even be better than Troy Aikman against right. the Eagles. That's impressive. Let me uh,
2: Real quick, I'd like to end this it's, with it's you, Skip, o- one God. last time. It's impressive. <laughs> Do you think at any point in time throughout the course of the season up to the trade deadline – that the Dallas Cowboys should have made some sort of move to help their
0: team. I told you yesterday. I'm asking you today. Okay. Because you change. It, no, I don't change at all. So what's the well, I, I yes I told or no. you, if you told me that you could get Derrick Henry for a reasonable price, I'd say, okay, right. I'll take a slight upgrade as a banger back, as, as a big, strong so back. So that, that would answer be, would be, be, so that answer would be yes, you need, need to upgrade. Hey, do, do I think we'll be just fine with the Pollard going forward? That's not Tony what I asked you, you, that, yes, ask you. Okay. Do you feel that they should have done something? Okay, I would have done that, but I don't know what the, the asking price was. I don't know what they wanted back. For him, right. I have no idea. Right. I wasn't. Do you think the other three teams in the conference got better? They had to get, they needed that's not what it's to. a yes or to, no. I'll give you, they got slightly yes better. Yes or no. I'm not sure about not, Chase not, Young not. making them that much better. Teams. I like Kevin Byard. But Detroit I will give got better, Michael. Mm. They went and got Dante Peoples,
2: Donovan they, Peoples, they, Peoples Donovan Jones, Peoples- and they got an offensive lineman. They got better, man. I'm scared. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to leave you. You go on and take us a commercial
0: break. Yeah. All right. This Speaking of that, yeah. let's get to the Lakers. Let's you get to good. LeBron. Wait, they finally beat the Clippers. No, that was a yeah. great game. To watch. How much that does LeBron have fun. to do with that? No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Oh
2: when it comes to travel, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
0: Wild game last night here in Los Angeles between the Lakers and the Clippers. Clippers led by 19 near the end of the first quarter thanks to Kawhi Leonard going off. Then the Lakers led by nine with 218 left in the game, and they blew that. Yet the Lakers won the overtime 13-8, won the game 130-125, finally beat Ty Lue because as a Clippers coach, Ty Lue was 11-0 against the Lakers, believe it or not. Keyshawn Johnson, you grew up a Lakers fan right here in the L.A. area. What was the biggest reason the Lakers won last night?
2: I mean, it's easy to say. LeBron James (laughs) and then Austin Reeves cooking in overtime, Mm. you know, putting in some buckets. But it's LeBron, man. The the Lakers go as far as LeBron is going to take them. I know we want to push Anthony Davis in front of LeBron, but right now that's not the case. Although both had double-doubles last night. A.D. played well. There's no question about it. But LeBron, there's something about not only his basketball IQ, but when he wants to do something, you just go back to breaking Kareem's record last year, Skip. As you know, he went on a tear to get to
0: that record. From December 30th, his birthday, through February 7th.
2: You mentioned 11 straight losses to the Clips, Mm -hmm. okay? At some point, that had to stop, and LeBron James knew it had to stop. They just brought in James Harden and P.J. Tucker, Tuck played, but Harden didn't last night. LeBron knows that. He understands that, so one of the things that we could not afford to do was lose to the Clippers in this situation at home, 11 straight losses. We need to stay on top because, as I said to you and Richard Sherman the other day, it's not about two or three teams. Mm -hmm. It's about the Western Conference. When you look at the Golden State Warriors team sitting at 4-1, and one, getting taken care of, uh, of, of the, the, the uh, Kings last night, then you talk about what can the Mavs be. What are the Suns? Okay, you start looking at Denver. We got to stay right there. We don't want to be in no play-in tournaments and all that sort of stuff, hoping and praying at the end of the day. Many people have been complaining about, not to say complaining, but raising the question about LeBron's minutes. Why is he playing so many minutes so early in the season? Well, we want to compile these W's. Then we can worry about resting him up and then hitting them strong toward the end of the season and into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's all about LeBron, man. Mm-hmm. That's the reason...
1: We won that game last night. Mm. And, and for me, it was, it was interesting to watch because I, 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 was, I was flying in, of course, into the World Series and, and, and in this game. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm thinking when I'm watching, when Kawhi, Kawhi, when Kawhi Leonard came out to L.A., remember all those commercials he had? He's taking <laughs> over L.A. and New all bounce. of that. Yeah. I mean, we never really, really saw that battle. Last night was really the first time we saw that battle. You make that, case, You know what I'm saying? That was the first time. And that was a game. Now, to watch that kind of talent on the floor at the same time here yep. in L.A. was incredible. And each one of those dudes, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, those four stars. Showed up to play, and then Russell Westbrook said, "What about me? I'm in here too. Let me get something going." I, it was phenomenal. You know what I thought about also, guys, because we've had that conversation here. I thought about what LeBron looked like last night compared to what he looked like in that Denver series at the end of at the end of those games when he was trying to drive and make that layup. And then how he drove, caught that alley-oop late in the game, and how fresh he is. And I thought to myself, I'm so tired of hearing everybody talk to, talk about trying to control and manage sports. Are you joking? You come in with a plan. We only want to play them this much. We only want to do it. Down in Dallas, Mike McGarrett, we're going to play complimentary football. We're going to, you can't manage sports. Like, you can have a plan, but sports, that's why we so... That's why we're so caught up in it because you can't predict it, and you have to win the games. Like he said, you have to win the game, especially for the Lakers, because you're trying to find your identity right now. Early on, it's important to find your identity. Mm. More important than resting,
0: LeBron, we got to figure out the direction that that team is headed in. Mm. Okay, back to Keyshawn's points, and I liked all of yours, Michael. You like mine? I'm going to respond (laughs) to your points. LeBron James, through five games, even though this team is only three and two, has been playing at a very high level for his age and stage of his career. He's also playing extremely high minutes when there was supposed to be some plan, as you're pointing out, in place about minutes restrictions early on. That you would gradually build up through the season. LeBron James has now played the seventh most minutes in the entire NBA. You can't play. I'm not sure how smart that is going forward, but to your point, you have actually needed him in stretches to get you home in these games. 43 minutes last night. Yeah, boy, that's incredible. Okay, so here's the point. LeBron has also been playing at a very high level late in games in ways he did not last year because I pointed out to you and I have detailed to you how they had at least 12 games last year that he should have closed and they failed to close. Sometimes it was his fault. Sometimes it was Schroeder's fault or whoever else. And that'll happen again you. this year, yeah. man. Okay. It's a well, long I, season. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet because... He is now in the fourth quarter and overtime. Twenty-four of thirty-four from the floor—that's seventy-one percent. That's outstanding. He's five of eleven from three, fourth quarter and overtime. That's outstanding. Just last year, in fourth quarters and overtimes for the whole regular season and playoffs, he was sub-fifty percent from the floor. He's only forty-six percent, and from three, he was twenty-seven percent in fourth quarters and overtime. So, he he basically stunk last year later in games and you know what happened against denver in those four games in the conference finals in the fourth quarters of the four games he he was seven of 23 from the floor and one of 10 from three well he seems to have flipped the switch on that and flipped it on its head because i'm impressed with, with the way he's playing late in games but Why did I pick the Lakers before the year started? I told you it is time to have a big three. It is time to have an Austin Reeves rise into at least being a half a star, maybe not a full star, but a half a star alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis because LeBron loves this kid. He respects this kid. He buys into this kid. And I want to show you, after what this kid did finally last night in overtime, If you could see what LeBron did, sort of photobombing, interrupting his on-court interview, and what LeBron yelled in Austin Reeves' ear, check this out.
3: I started the game horrible, had too many turnovers, um, but everybody was there to, you know, pick me up and, you know. Go go win the
2: He said go win the ball
3: game yeah i know what he said uh i think him and ad both you know we had a lot of really good you know contributions today but he was uh 20, I, know, I still call him six.
0: okay so to me that was significant there was some passing of torch there he was telling him in sideline huddles go win the game and so he was reminding everybody after the fact i was yelling in his ear go win the freaking game and in, in overtime, Austin Reeves finally lived up to his new contract. I think it's been a weight on his shoulders. I think this is all new to him: the spotlight, the focus, the contract, yeah. uh, all of the preseason publicity that he got. He has arrived, and it was cr- he was not living up until the overtime last night, when he flat out took the game over. His energy, his playmaking. If we could see what happened, uh, this is a play made with 2.16 left where he stole, I think you you mentioned it, Michael, but he stole the ball from Kawhi, and then he ends up with the lob dunk to LeBron. This is really the play of the night where he steals it, and then he's off to the races, and he, over the shoulder... okay, yeah. LeBron trusts the kid because he's got high basketball IQ and he doesn't choke in big moments late in games. Remember, against Denver in the four fourth quarters last year, he made eight of ten shots and seven of eight from three. So I like the mix of him and LeBron closing the game because they work together because LeBron buys into the kid. It's hard to impress LeBron. It's hard to win him over because he's got the highest IQ in basketball, maybe in the history of basketball. And he, he believes in this kid. So, to me, that was a significant – was, it, it was you, a development where LeBron's yelling at him after the game, I'm telling you, go win the game, and you did. It's, Way to go. It,
1: it's LeBron. And, 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 and me, in my heart, I would like to think, of, you know, you got the coaches in you somewhere, you know what I mean? And, and, and that, to me, right there, that was big right there. There are a lot of guys that wouldn't do that. LeBron understands the significance of that, and he's telling that kid, You belong here. You belong on this stage. And I'm going to tell you something. When LeBron says it, I guarantee you, even though he plays with LeBron, just like Skip messing around, just like Keith's talking about Skip, he got a million texts from everybody saying, boy, LeBron said you the man. That kind of stuff carries confidence. And I'm telling you, it's brilliant. For LeBron knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he has a long season, and he needs to make sure this kid is in the right place. A super
2: long season. It's brilliant. It's brilliant leadership. Go back to last year's playoffs, he was not ready to take those shots. And as long as I got LeBron James on the floor, LeBron James is going to be the closer. And now there's an opportunity, like it was last night for Austin Reeves. You allow him to try and make those shots. But if that opportunity isn't there, you don't force it like you would force it to LeBron. You want LeBron to certainly have some leadership skills and get people to buy in because it is a long season. Okay, they got a lot of games to go. So when you start talking about the way LeBron shoots the ball in the fourth quarter, that's why I said to you, Skip, yeah, you can point to 12 games throughout last year that shots were missed for a number of reasons. That's going to happen again this year. It's a long season. It's going to happen. I can point to many teams, including the great start that the Boston Celtics are on right now Mm -hmm. in Porzingis and what they blew. They blew them out by 51 last night. Mm, I can go two months from now and I can pick games out that the Boston Celtics in the fourth quarter should have done this, should have done that. Oh, my God, Tatum missed a shot. It's easy to do. I'm not worried about it. My worry is, is that strategy – in that plan that Michael Irvin talked about, is it adjustable? Yes, it is. And what I mean by that is right now what we're seeing is like, oh my God, LeBron's averaging 25 points a game. He's doing this, he's still doing that. There's a, a lot of minutes. As the season goes on, you tell those minutes back. You want to make sure you got enough wins to not be sitting in the eighth and the ninth or the tenth seed at that. the end of the year where you're going, oh, we gonna make it? Oh, you gotta win this game or get the playing. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You want to stock uh, uh, them wins up right, right, and right, put them on right. a pile, and right. then you start worrying about rest.
1: You then you the can way. manage it a certain way. Right. right. And, and let, me, let me just tell you, man, I sat there and, and thought, when I saw LeBron do it. do you think Jordan would have ever done that on national TV?
0: No. He walked by somebody and told him, no, take right. the shot, be the man. That, that, that Even G-on though me. there were two moments <laughs> right. that it closed out finals, John Paxson took a shot and Steve Kerr took a right, shot. Right, right, right. When he it, told Steve Kerr in the sideline huddle, they're going to double me, Stockson's going to come to me where Carl yeah. Malone was, and I'm going to give it right to you and you're going to make this shot. But that was just one time. He's talking about Austin Reese taking the game over. Right, right. You know,
1: Raising him up. Coming up, man, playing every. I, I I just love it, man. I watch it. LeBron has all these different handshakes with everybody. I, I I just I find that fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating to be that guy at that level, but making sure he pulls everybody he up. Does. It does he remind me a that. lot of Tom Brady and the yep. things that he does. It
2: would have been interesting to see what they look like. The Clippers with Harden on the floor, even though it would have been his first night. Well, it would have been interesting no, to see. No, no, no. No, it would have been interesting to see what. Just what it looked like. Let me tell you my thoughts. D D Low played, well, D. Russ played well too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's not, you know, let's
1: not just (laughs) gloss over his performance. (laughs) Let me tell you my thoughts watching, and I just gotta say, I was like, how is. How is James just sitting there like he ain't, like, I'm just here. I hadn't done anything all year. I ain't been causing all kinds of problems. I'm just here. That was amazing. The NBA guys, they just show up, sit right mm-hmm. there. Like, all of that problem didn't go on in, yep. in, in Philly, and, and I'm just been a good guy. I can't wait to get on the basketball court. It's just funny to me. It, it funny. looked funny to me. Different right.
0: sport, Michael. This is yep. a different it sport. Is. It's a different so sport. It's a different sport. So, Keyshawn, mm-hmm. the reason LeBron needed to play higher minutes last night is obviously they didn't have Hachimura. They did not yeah. have Gabe Vincent. Yeah. They did not have Torian Prince, who was yeah. a late scratch. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They haven't had Jared Vanderbilt, best name in all of sports. They, they, eight, they haven't eight, had him all year. They only went but, eight deep last night. Okay, right. so he needed to play high yeah. minutes. My point is, when you've played the seventh most minutes through five games, I'm gonna knock on wood before I even say mm-hmm. this because I hate to even bring it up. When you're going on 39, you're you're just subject to, to susceptible you, you, to pull you, you, you this think, or pull that. You, you think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's happened the last three years. different. Something's happened. Well, yeah, I used it, to think like, he was different and now he's human. He's different. He used different. to be Iron Man okay, and now, so, now he's so got he's this, this and he's so, got that. And he's so got, he missed a few games. He did. Yay. He okay,
2: he missed a few games. games. Yeah. He's still averaging All 25 right. points, as I told you. He, he's slightly under
0: okay. last year where he was averaging 28. Slightly. It's the same. So now, before we let this go, I got to get Keyshawn's reaction to the last play of regulation because it is my pet peeve about LeBron because he is the greatest driver of the basketball (laughs) I've ever seen. Nobody can freight train like LeBron James. He's a shaky late-game free-throw shooter, and he only made five out of ten last night, which is not good enough, obviously, for a player of this stature. But the point is, let's watch the last sequence because the game is tied at the end of regulation. You just need one point. You don't need three. You need one. And here's LeBron. He brings the ball up the floor, and all of a sudden he whips it to Christian Wood, I believe, in the corner. Yep. And back to D'Lo, and D'Lo has to go up and under and take the shot. Okay, this is just me. Why wouldn't AD just come to the top of the circle and pick for LeBron and they just go pick and roll? And LeBron puts his head down and drives it to the basket. And if you can get to the basket, you get fouled and get to the free throw line. Because at the top
2: of the point, at the at the top of the key on the left-hand side, yeah. they're waiting for him to do that. He's going to slide. The guys that's on him now, who I can't see, I think that's uh, Westbrook. Westbrook is going to close him off. Mm. So LeBron already knows that when he put the ball in his hand. If he, go, if he goes to the right... Right there, Westbrook's going to slide to him and P.J. Tucker closes on him. Now he can roll to Anthony Davis. He get the ball to Anthony Davis at that point. Mm. But the minutes are coming down. You only yeah. got a few minutes. You, you can't do all that in short. You have to
0: force the action. Time. Did anybody come pick for him? Was AD out there? Yes, I, I don't AD, get AD yeah, picked it. at the time. Okay, if LeBron
2: goes to the right and tries to drive, yeah. they're going to close down on him. Okay. Now, maybe you'd be able to give it to AD in the key, mm-hmm. but by then, the minutes is down. Uh, you okay. got a clear path by dishing. And making the right play when you believe that D Russ is hot, okay. he's knocking shots down all night mm-hmm. long. I think he was four of seven from three. Okay. Maybe slightly off.
0: He didn't pass it to D Low. he no, passed he ba- it to Christian Wood. Yeah, and okay. Christian Woods kicked it to D Low. Oh, I know. They, but, but who knew what? That wasn't right. the play called. It, I don't know if that around. was a play called or not. <laughs> I don't know. It just was I, I don't know. No. But I don't you
2: think you think it wasn't.
1: But let me ask this do you think that has anything to do We talk so much about his restrictions of minutes and his health. Do you think even in that situation, LeBron's thinking this early in the season, I drive, I may get hurt. I miss a free throw. There, or more. You, you see what I'm saying? You don't think any of that? Yeah, plays but Skip in his, in Skip is trying
2: to Skip is alluding to the fact that he's scared to go to the free throw Would line. You, well, you, I, this is not I, Ben you know, Simmons, man. Okay. This ain't
0: well, Ben Simmons. Close. Oh come on, Skip, stop, man. Uh, you, uh, uh, okay, but since he came <laughs> into the league, don't. nobody's missed more. <laughs> Lakers I, I don't want you. I <laughs> do not want you rooting for the Lakers. Uh, just okay. take I'm, it back. If you are the leading scorer in the history of the game, I understand. All of that. I want the ball in your hands till death do us part. I, I understand stretch, that. You, you I get to, it. You need to get to the That's rim. What I, you I want. wouldn't have been shocked if he would power to the rim and just bank it in to win the game. No, because if he would have powered to the rim and
2: missed, you had something to say then. Oh, why didn't he pass you're the ball? Negatively. Why, why didn't he positively. pass the ball? I, I told why? you he's
0: been playing at a high level late yeah. in games. Yeah, go, you, you go, go, go! You, you were, you did start off. I don't need you off, to kick
2: it to Christian Wood. You did start what? off positive, okay. but then you
0: trying to end on a negative no, note. I'm just with a little you, clip I, at the end of a game. I was just dumbfounded because, again, sometimes you say, "Oh, he made the right play." Was that the right play to kick it, it to Christian Wood in the deep corner? Yeah, I don't Yeah, kick where, it to where Christian Wood. They're going
2: to close uh, on him. He kicks it back out to D-Rust. Uh, A guy who's been hot tonight can knock it down. Uh, what
0: are you talking he, about, Skip? I'm talking about LeBron bleeping James is who I'm Man. talking about. <laughs> Drive the belief in basketball. Oh I don't get it. A LeBron win is a win geez. is a win. It's no matter how you got It, Skip it worked.
1: Out. Skip wants LeBron to be like Jordan and yeah, taking that last shot all the time. Like, and,
0: I mean, and that's why. Can you I imagine said, Jordan kicking it to Christian Wood in the deep corner? Right. No. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just. Yeah, it's but just that's Jordan. That's Jordan's
2: me. mentality. He and wanted Kobe, to take every yeah, shot. Thank you. Yeah, he yeah. wanted the hot dog at every moment. Assassin. That's not LeBron's attitude. He shoots when he needs to. Oh. And he's still and I, dropping wait, wait. buckets. I, I, no, wait,
1: wait. I can't have you calling Jordan hot dog. You wanted a hot dog. He just believed he was the no, best way dog. to get the victory. a no, hot dog. That's a hot dog what, 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 That's uh, not a bad thing. But, but, I was uh, a hot dog. I wore a single digit.
2: That's right, a hot dog right, number. Right, right. But, okay, okay. Single okay, digits I, I, are I, hot dog I, numbers. One, two, three, four, what? five. They're my hot dog I, I numbers. I thought you were 19. No, in college and stuff. Uh, hot I, dog number. Yeah. Okay. I, right. If I could wear three at the time, I would have worn three, but they would really? only let me wear 19, I, so I, I had kinda, to put them together I, together. I
0: personally prefer 88. That's just me. Uh, I, I, I want it, 88. It was on my good team. for him. 88.
2: I wouldn't have looked good in an 88. Yeah. That just didn't fit my personality. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: It well, while, our 88 looks good in 88 right now. And I oh, see, let's man. not start that again. He looks great as a matter of fact.
2: Uh, so, y'all are, so, so you didn't need to make any moves then? I'm just saying. You didn't need to make... Are you, are you now going down a skip road? No, no, are I'm you kidding. telling me, Michael Irvin, are you We're telling right. me that they didn't need to make any receiver moves at all, even though... They reached out about a number of receivers? Are you telling me that? I'm just trying to ask questions. We, we We were talking about... No, Lakers. you brought up 88. I didn't bring we up 88. Talking, I brought
1: it up. We, we, right. We were talking about <laughs> Lakers brought up 88. And that's all you said even Lakers. though the 88 right now, is, ooh, I'm just asking you, I was just saying, did
2: y'all I, need to get another receiver? That's all I want to okay, know. Okay.
0: Up next, <laughs> we're going to get serious. We got I lost, am serious. We lost a great Uh-oh. one yesterday. How will you remember Bob Knight? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E L P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Bob Knight passed away yesterday at 83. I certainly always respected his ability to coach basketball, but like many people, I had my problems with the way he treated some of his players and with some of his behavior on and off the court. But allow me to say, I have talked to many, many players who played for Knight, and I've known several who coached under Knight, and to a man, a man, they swore by him, never about him. Every last one of them had nothing but reverential praise for Coach Knight. Quinn Buckner was the point guard, leader for Knight's first of three national championship teams, the undefeated 1976 Hoosiers. Last night as an Indiana Pacers broadcaster, here's what Quinn had to say about his former coach.
3: It really was,
1: um, and I just good and I'll struggle, thank you. He was a terrific man, first of all, despite all that other stuff. He, he really was a terrific guy, he's a great friend, um, and the the world lost a, a guy who was he was a genius. that really understood
2: life as well as basketball. And um, I, I feel quite privileged to be whatever I am because I had been in his presence at such an early age, and he helped me grow. And for all of the IU nation, uh, I'm going to take privilege here and speak. He'll be dearly missed. Mm.
0: That was deep and. Powerful, Michael Irvin. How will you remember Bob Knight?
1: And real, that was real. Yeah. You know? And and and, and I we've talked about coaches, man. I tell you guys, it's no way I would be here without without the coaches that in my life. Coach George Smith at St. Thomas, and, yep. and, and, and Jimmy Johnson mm. at the University of Miami in Dallas, and and all those guys, they were like Coach Knight. They were hard-nosed coaches, but they were also Great men, and I'm gonna tell you something. To this day, I tell Coach Johnson. this to this day, everything he taught you heard, you heard what he said. Everything Coach Knight talks about when basketball, it's, it pertains to life. Yeah. To this day, I promise, everything Jimmy Johnson taught about football pertains to life. That the, the, he's like Bobby Knight was. one Coach Knight was one of those special coaches, special coaches, you know. Now he w- w- wasn't going to be your best friend but was going to get you to where you were supposed to be and do everything he could to pull the best out of you. I got a chance, guys. It was one of the first trips I had taken out of the ghetto of Fort Lauderdale to go to Indiana University for a skills camp. Right. They took me, John- a Adele Johnson guy, played tight end also, and Lorenzo White, running back. Right. You know, Lorenzo White. We all went. We had to work all summer at the beach, pulling down wallpaper in the condos that they were rebuilding. It's the hardest work I've ever done. I'm just telling you, it was the hardest work I've ever done, but I wanted to take the trip. I took the trip. We went to a football camp. Remember, Sam Weiss was going to be the coach at Indiana University. He brought me in. Jerry Sullivan was the wide receiver coach. We went around. We went in camp. Man, I was killing it in camp. So I decided to go over to the basketball court. We went to go play some basketball in a break. The guys were over there playing. JT, all the basketball players, James Thomas playing basketball. I got a chance to play some ball. Bobby Knight was over there hanging around. I was so hyped to know that Bobby Knight was in the gym. I remember getting come. I was coming down the lane trying to dunk on. He's like, ah, I Bobby Knight's watching, you know. I really, man, I got a chance to talk to him. Just one quick moment to say hello and say hi. And, and, and I was in awe of that moment just to see him. It's so, a wow. I made up my mind looking at him. I'm coming to Indiana. I'm going to come here to play football because I wanted to try to play basketball also. Sam left. I, I didn't go because Sam left and Jerry Sullivan left. But that was the only meeting I've ever got to meet with Bobby Knight. And I'm going to tell you, everybody, everybody that was around him that day, we all just looked at him like, like that's the man. Because that's what it took. That's what it took back in the day to pull guys up. And and, and everybody loved Bobby Knight. He, he, he's going to be missed. I don't want to hear about what happened later. Because we were in a transition now. Everybody's in a transition. That kind of coaching was accepted by on by Lombardis, the, all the old coaches. That's how they coach. And that's what, that, that's what was successful then. So, so he, he was a great coach. And he will be remembered.
2: Yeah, you're talking about interactions with somebody. So, obviously, growing up in Los Angeles, I'm young. I'm, I don't, you know, all the great basketball outside of UCLA was on the East Coast, so to speak. It was in really the West Coast. I mean, UCLA was in Arizona with Ludo Olson. But growing up as a kid, you you saw Bobby Knight. You saw uh, Coach Lou from, from St. John's. You saw... Uh, Georgetown, you saw George Ravity. Right, I mean, right, you saw right, all right, of right. Nolan Richardson and, right. and Bobby Knight because Mike Krzyzewski wasn't, a, he wasn't, he was just He was just a guy at that point in time. And then all of a sudden, you start learning about great basketball coaches and great minds and how all of them interact with each other. So my real interaction came, Skip, <laughs> you'll like this, mm-hmm. because in, in Parcells brings him to our training camp in 98. Hmm. And, you know, he like, hey, come here, you know. I'm like, man, what do you want now? I want you to meet somebody. You know, I see this dude, he's about six, nine, it felt like a big dude. Big dude. I knew <laughs> what it was. I'm like, damn, that's Bobby Knight. Okay. So I go over there to Bobby Knight. So Bobby Knight is, he's now gonna coach me and tell me what I need to do to win championships. I don't, he says, I don't know anything about winning championships. You never won a championship, you don't know what it's like on this level. So I'm just listening, right? And then Parcells chimes in, and I tell him and Bobby they standing there. I go, here's what I'm going to tell y'all. You, your buddy Pat Riley, your other boy, buddy Tony LaRusso, and you, Coach Knight, y'all had not done anything since the 80s. And the only thing they could do is just laugh, crack out laughing. And so then he came to Dallas when we were all together in Dallas. He was coaching at Texas Tech at the time, I believe. So then he came to Cowboy Camp and I had a chance to, you know, just sit down and conversate with him and whatnot, and we just talked about the next level and how to continue your career and do all those things. But I'm like with Michael, yeah, big I could take that coaching. Yeah, right, And ain't no, ain't no problem. Yeah, it. you can grab we me by my face mask right. and <laughs> right. scream and yell at me and tell me I did something wrong. So I get it. It's a different time, a different era, and, and some coaches can't coach that way and recruit that way it's different players they respond differently now than they did you know but think about the great players that he coached if they didn't have a problem with his coaching style and they went on to have such great success they did
0: why would anybody else have problems with that that just is so wild but yeah he will be missed here's why i appreciate both of your perspectives you did get coached hard by right. old school coaches. Yeah, we did. And Bill Parcells was very close with Coach Knight, obviously. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, they're, they're, they're kind of the same guy to me in a lot of ways. He was an
2: assistant at Army. on, even though he was a Absolutely football coach, was he was an, an assistant effective. basketball yes. coach
0: they are with Coach the same Knight at Orme. They're the same guys. And, and I was there with Michael under Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy coached Hard. hard. He didn't put hands on people, but he coached hard so my perspective got formed because soon after college i came out here to la to work for the la times and i got to write about john wooden's ucla bruins and and they were you want to talk about a dynasty it's, mm-hmm. it's the all-time dynasty in the history of dynasty of course he had kareem and, he, and then he had walton we get it but coach wooden was a gentleman's gentleman. And he was the archetype of how you conducted yourself on and off the court. He coached hard, but he would never think about putting hands on players or screaming and yelling at players. He did not need to raise his voice to make his point. So it was shell shock to me to then start to cover Coach Knight on the the trails through the NCAA playoffs and be at many press conferences where Coach Knight, it's like he had a, split personality. There was Bob Knight, the basketball coach, and there was Bobby Knight. And if you put Bobby on there, that guy coached on the edge and sometimes went a little over the edge. And he was always at war with the media. And it didn't do him any good because you, you were you were so hateful to the media. You were so sarcastic in every media session that it turned us against him because you're just human. After a while, you, you, you're you prone because of the way he treats you, not to like this guy. So when he goes a little haywire off the court, he punched the security guard down in Puerto Rico. Remember that big incident? And he's throwing chairs on the court, and he's doing this. And some kid at Indiana, I remember the kids going through the turnstile doors and said, hey, Knight, he just called him by his last name, and Bob Knight turned Bobby and went a little crazy. So that that was another. It was one little incident after, not huge things, but this and that and this and that. And again, as a guy who sort of got schooled under John Wooden, it was hard for me to accept that a great coach could behave this way occasionally. And it was harder to accept that some of the players he did put his hands on would could live with that. And I don't know that you two could have lived with that.
2: Look, Parcells has never – No. He's never grabbed me to the degree that many people say Coach Knight would approach his players. But he certainly hit me in my pads one time when I did something wrong. You know, he just wanted to let me know. But it wasn't – I didn't – I just didn't take offense to it because I understood that – I got it. He is trying to get the best out of me. It right. wasn't that, a physical that, confrontation. Right. Yeah. It was just more of a, you know, you know how they do uh, playmaking. It's yeah. Just, yeah. The hell's wrong with you? You know, yeah. one yeah. of
1: those deals. You know, they're holding back all the stuff they get. <laughs> Come on, man. Make yeah. what are you going? Yeah. Yeah. But you understood that, man. But, but listen, man. I, I, we When we got coached hard by coaches like Bob Knight, that that meant he saw something in you. 100%. Yeah. That, that's always it. That's so, so you wanted him to be that way with you. You wanted coaches to pull things out of you like that. And I know things change and people turn. But, man, it it was a pleasure to be around Bob Knight. It was a pleasure to be around those players to watch how they responded when he walks in a building or when he walked in the gym. It it was incredible. And I know people bring up all of that old stuff. But, man, he did a lot of good. And when you see guys like... Isaiah Thomas and that stuff guys like that. He's always honored Bobby Knight. He's always that's, that's the that's what well, we say that's the best player he's had, Bobby uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Your top Definitely. player, your top yep. player lives in and in, in, in worships you him as a head coach. So mm-hmm. that, that tells you the type of man Yeah,
2: that's what I say. I don't see how people would even, you know, have a problem if Isaiah Thomas yep. doesn't have a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And he went on to be Isaiah Thomas. Why would
0: well, you have a problem with it? He him? went on to be a yep. because of Bobby Knight. So I loved what Quinn said. He said, despite all that other stuff, and went on to, to just put Bob Knight on the highest pedestal, which is where he belongs now. So it's despite all that other stuff, we acknowledge it, right. we accept it, but in the end, the greatness shone through, and the tributes are pouring in from everywhere because. He deserved them, and God rest his soul. Coach Knight. All right, Up next, Mike McCarthy says he has let Dak loose, and I'm wondering exactly what that meant. Michael Irvin, you were out at Cowboys practice yesterday, right? Yesterday? I was. Yeah, okay. So you now have the inside feel for what's going on with this team. Mike McCarthy spoke yesterday that of late, he said, the key to the offense has been, quote, unquote, just cutting Dak loose or, so to speak, letting Dak off the leash. I don't really get it, but maybe Michael can explain. Michael, is that the biggest reason for recent offensive success? Right, and, and
1: let me tell you what, 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 I, what I ascertained yesterday, uh-huh. what I saw yesterday. And, 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 Skip, to answer your question blatantly, yes. Yes. And, and, and I needed more research and discovery when I went over there yesterday. Remember, I told you guys I talked to Dak last week before that game and, and 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 he told me, you know, hey, we feel pretty good. We're going to cut it loose outside. We're going to start letting it go. I said that it was a demarcation because it was coming into week eight. Remember, and and his, his eighth season, and you know, eighty-eight, my number, and all the new beginnings and everything. And I thought this was strictly a Dak thing. But no, 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 this was a whole Dallas Cowboy thing. So when I when I got over there, I realized. So they have talked about this, about actually cutting back loose. But let me tell you what I said on the other side. So that meant to me, wow, wow. They were really, really worried about coming into this season and starting this season with turnovers. So they said, we're going to control that. And in all of this, uh, trying to play complementary football, what they really mean was, We're not going to have the same narrative going around with the turnovers, even though he had all those turnovers last year. They still won football games that dominated everything. So they wanted to make sure that they controlled that. When I talk with that, it was he said, we're letting it go. We're cutting it loose. And, and, And everybody over there says he's different. He's different now. Now he's loosening up. He's throwing the ball outside. Can you mention? he said he wasn't even throwing the ball outside. But they started now lining up uh, C. D. Lamb outside. When I went in the room, C. D. just takes me back, as a matter of fact. When I went in the room with those guys <laughs> yesterday, when I went in the room with those guys yesterday, I, I, I'm telling you, the excitement in that wide receiver room was, was palpable. And I thought to myself, wow, these guys are excited. And they really haven't been catching that many passes They're only excited because you came. No, 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 yeah, no. Let's like, be honest. But no, no, no. When I'm you walk about, in was, the room, you're going to the room, I was Michael. I talking to – I'm talking to Brandon because Michael Gallup wasn't there. I'm talking to Brandon because he said, man, we're cooking now. We're ready. We're ready. What I'm saying is they had, a, they had a talk about going up the field with the football. That's why those receivers were excited now. They feel like they were going to get opportunities. It is actually cutting that loose. That is the reason they feel this offense now is taking off. Everybody feels they're contributing. That play, that you talked about Ferguson may skip, that was a beautiful grab. That was a beautiful grab for a touchdown. And you can get those kind of grabs when everybody feels like they'll get an opportunity. But if everybody's feeling like, I may only get one opportunity, then, then that fear comes in and you drop passes. I think absolutely that is. In the Dallas Cowboys, allowing Dak to cut it loose now means make, makes a whole difference on how this football team will play, and will make a whole big difference on that red zone because they're no longer afraid to let him cut it loose. Okay, yeah, before you go, Keisha, go a Real quick Skip.
0: question, follow up. Okay, so last year Dak obviously led the league with 15 right. interceptions right. and missed five games. Right. So the the whole thrust this year, the whole. Motivation. The goal was to clean up his act a little bit. No, no more of these wild interceptions.
1: But they crowded yeah. it in 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 the in, in the conversation of where you go playing football, playing real playing
0: football together, which really means we don't need three interceptions. Okay, but it's a fine line between cutting it loose and cutting it loose to the other team. Obviously, right? 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 So right, right? You you. I don't know. I, I don't know what the mentality is here. It, it scares me a little bit that Dak's just going to go out and wing it all over the lot and hope that his team catches most of them. But I, I hope that's not where we're going with this. Well, well, what do you mean wing it all over the lot? You know, just, <laughs> th- just cut it loose. Just just throw well, it. If you
1: see it, throw it. W- right? Well, well what do we see if he sees an open man. What, yeah. what, 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 what they were talking about. We, we, we focused so much of the attention in the past game on CeeDee Lamb. He had CeeDee Lamb inside. It's, it's always difficult. When you're number one receiver, it's just that slot receiver. We were not using the outside edges yep. of the football field. They're starting to open it that up. That's why the Brandon Cooks plays come in the roles now and, and, and be effective. Because now you get some runs up the sideline. You get some easy one on ones that Dak can mm-hmm. throw. I, 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 I look at it and say, why are we talking about holding Dak back? The only way. Well, the only reason we're talking about holding Dak back is because we don't want to have the interceptions that 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 happened a year ago, and they haven't had the interceptions, and we're not talking about those interceptions a year ago. But so 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 I understand what they were doing, and I understand it when they were trying to talk talking about playing complementary football. They were really saying no interceptions.
2: Hmm, is that what they were saying? Yeah, that's what they were saying. Because I'm confused. Mike McCarthy wants to open Dak up, but yet and still he wants balance because he got rid of Kellen Moore. I mean, also, I understand you're saying they're unleashing, which I said they moved CeeDee Lamb around, not just from the slot. They moved him to the left, the right, outside edge of the numbers. You are very, very football savvy and smart, Michael. I want to ask you one simple question. I just need an answer. Do you know any names in the secondary at all from the Los Angeles Rams? Because I don't. Because I don't. But I know some Philadelphia Eagles secondary names. So all I'm saying to you is this challenge is a lot different. And that goes to what Skip is saying about turning the football over and pushing the ball down the field. There's a nemesis that plays for the Philadelphia Eagles of Dax. That He's a safety that they acquired in Kevin Bayard. Right. They went out and got him right. because right. that was a weakness right. in their department. Yep. There is no Los Angeles Rams to go uh, 25 or 31, four touchdowns at over 300 yards. Mm. You are playing against a different defense and a different team. Okay, outside of Aaron Donald, you don't know nobody just like I. On the damn Rams, defense.
0: 37.
2: <laughs> I know 37. He's pretty good. Come
1: on, man. Hey, come on, man. What you mean, come he, on, man? It, it's, it's just, you, you, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to bring to you the back down same. to earth
2: because what you've you done of, now is, is you've fallen into love. You're going to go visit the Cowboys now. Uh, You're going to go in there and start – I know what, what you're doing.
1: Key. I know these, what you're doing. This, this, these, these guys are in the NFL, the National Football League. All of them can play football now. Yeah, all yes, them the can. Philadelphia Eagles have a all better second. Okay, so to think
2: that they're gonna but, unleash on the Eagles like they did on the Rams, right, I right. wouldn't be so quick to say that right. just because Dak Prescott is eight and three and three and one. That. When you look at those teams that he beat, the last time they had double-digit wins was in 2017 and 2022. Those Philadelphia Eagle teams with double-digit wins, that's a good team. Mm. Not some team that squeaked into a wild card and then got sent home after the week, the first week of the playoffs. That's not a good team, Michael. Mm. So all I'm trying to tell you is just bring it down, some. I keep trying to warn you. Just bring it down because you're getting ready to go on enemy's territory, hostile environment with a really good football team right. that are sitting at 7-1 and one despite – not playing their best football yet. Right. So, you know, I just want you to just, and I want to understand what
1: Coach McCarthy
2: is saying Mm -hmm. about this balance, but unleashing
0: the quarterback. You can't have it both ways. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. When Dak last played against Philadelphia, it was most of this same defense, just about the same, <laughs> except it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson as a ball hawk safety as opposed to Kevin Byard now. There was no
2: Jalen Carter. Okay,
0: okay you got you got me on that one. But in general, it was pretty much the same defense. The corners were the same. And Dak threw for almost 400 yeah. yards and put up 40 right. points on them. And you can say they... Rolled over and played dead because they had. You don't think you don't think they You think don't the think pride so. Pride runs high oh, in okay. this, in this rivalry. Back back okay. back. You, you game don't game want to win, go to Dallas teams. and get lit up for 40 huh? points. I, I just think they are torchable and gettable, and I do like what Michael is saying about Dak's comfort level because his body language looked different the last two times he played out here against the Chargers, at home against the Rams. I don't care who's on defense. He just looked like he was in more of a comfort zone with the offense. And he was throwing the football on time with conviction, with authority, like he knew exactly what he was doing. He was in command of what was happening on the football field in ways he has not been the last three times he played against the San Francisco 49ers when his body language looked shaky to me and he looked a little tentative in his decision making. So I love all that. I never can quite explain what Mike McCarthy is, is talking about because he says really just cutting Dak loose, but the ball distribution, we hit our average. We had 80% of our plays were rushes or completions. In all my career of covering the sport you guys played, I've never heard a coach Or heard analytics that said you need 80% of your plays to either be a rush or a completion. I have no idea. It's a weird combination. And and that's the kind of hocus pocus that I feel like Mike feeds Jerry Jones to kind of impress him. Like Jerry strokes his chin and says, That's that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Because Mike's into all these analytics. He had that year off after Green Bay and he worked with Pro Football Focus and he studied analytics. I, I don't really care about the analytics. I care about the scoreboard in the end. I care about the productivity, and I do think our quarterback plays in a different comfort zone when he sees green of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's yeah, and, all I care about.
1: And, 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 whole, and he has to find that comfort zone, yep. and, and he has to cut this ball loose and let, and let it go. Because interestingly enough, you know, the Dallas run game won't win this football game. So whatever the plan was, when you're talking about complementary football, when you get to these kinds of games, you, you that the plan has to go out of the window anyway. You're going to have to put this football in the air. You're going to have to trust Dak Prescott. And I like that they've gotten to that. Now, my thing is, when, I, when, when we say Dak was playing a little tentative early, tentative early, it, I, I need to know was Dak playing tentative because of the play they plays they were calling, or was Dak playing tentative because? Uh, the conf- a confidence issue he had in himself and not letting that ball go outside but, but 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 right now right now yep. when, 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 when Dak said to me i'm going to start we 're going to cut it loose i'm going to cut it loose i I, I was hoping he's talking to team but also himself. Like, I'm good now, you know. I, I got to play football. I got to stop worrying about being perfect. I can't worry about you guys talking about interceptions. I had people in that building, because, you know, when you're in the building, they want to pull you aside. Tell me, Mike, we went through every one of those interceptions, every one of them. If you had 15, eight of them went off hands. But the quarterback... That's all they talk about is the quarterback that lost that interception. So I know it has to play a significant yeah, role absolute. on it's Dak okay, Prescott. Last
0: quick thought. I think you ran into our man Micah Parsons oh, yeah. yesterday, 11 from heaven. Oh, yeah. And what
1: vibe did you get oh, from yeah. him? Oh, yeah. Listen, that, that's my guy right there now, Michael, Michael, I, I really got a great vibe from him talking about all of these things because all of it ties back in with what he started saying that Dak Prescott – you know, doesn't get treated fairly. Yeah. It does, he doesn't get treated fairly, and everybody starts gathering around. But, but he, he's the guy, man. He's the straw that makes everything goes. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, Skip, he's ready. He's ready. We talked about people saying, oh, you know, I heard people talk about he doesn't have great games against great offensive lines. I, Michael Parsons says, listen, I'm not worried about anybody. Everybody has to worry about me. I and agree. he's
0: absolutely right. All right. Love that. We'll leave it there, because up next, Ty Lu, the Clippers coach, says he was thinking about James Harden being out on the floor for all 53 minutes of last oh, night's game. Yeah, what yeah, does yeah. that tell you yeah. about Russell Westbrook? Oh, see that? Fall back down. Rachel Nichols joins Keyshawn and me to talk Clippers and James Harden. A quote from Ty Lu after last night's game. Caught my eye and definitely caught my ear. Check this out. In that game, you're sort of, now that you see the roster as it currently is, and if you saw situations or possession, you thought, this is where we can use a guy like James, where he can make a difference for us. Yeah, I
1: saw it for 53
0: minutes. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Ty Lu is acknowledging that Harden's potential impact was on his mind from start to finish of last night's game as James was sitting down the bench in street clothes. You could interpret that as a little bit of a between-the-lines shot at Russell Westbrook, but Rachel, what did Coach Lue's quote tell you?
3: It didn't feel like a shot at Russell Westbrook to me. It just meant that, hey, he had this guy in the bench he knows could help him, and he couldn't get him out there. In fact, I was in the hallway with Lawrence Frank and Ty Lue after the game, and they were joking that when Paul George fouled out in overtime, he just just should have put James in no matter what, even in his street clothes, it would have been fine. So I, I think the part of the quote a little bit later in his press conference that got me was him talking about staggering James and Russ. And that really lifted the curtain a little bit on Ty Lu's plan here. And it's a good idea. By the way, I do think there's a strong possibility that Russ and James will both start in games. Remember, Russell does not like coming off the bench. He's a creature of routine. Yep. When he came off the bench for the Lakers, he said he didn't know what to do with himself before games. And he actually blamed not having his old routine as why he hurt his hamstring that year. So I think it's a good chance that they'll start all four of them. But pretty soon, you will see Ty Lu stagger these guys. And then it's really about how you finish, right? Not how you start. Russ's usage rate in these games this season is already super low. It's already 7% before Harden even gets onto the court. So I don't think it's going to be a big issue for him to have to step off in the fourth because it's already been happening. And I got to tell you guys, this idea that Russ and Harden don't like each other, this has been overblown. Their playing styles and, frankly, approach to the team did not work in Houston. They don't play the same way or at the same pace. And then just, this was James' team in Houston, and Russ really couldn't adjust to that. The schedule and the way James approaches things uh, is not as regimented as Russ would like. But they do still like each other. They talk and text regularly. That's not new. It's not that he came into the locker room yesterday and it was like, oh, I don't know. We haven't talked in years. They talk to each other. They text with each other. And here's the thing I found the most interesting last night from all my conversations. A Clipper source told me that before Russell Westbrook even re-signed this past summer, the Harden thing was out there. And so they talked to Russ specifically about the possibility of James walking in that locker room just like that. And that would mean that Russ's role would change. And they said hey, are you going to be okay with this? Because we don't want to re-sign you. If you're going to be unhappy, if we're going to be unhappy, you got to tell us you can deal with that. And he said, absolutely. Mm. I think that that's going to make a big difference, too. They're set up to want to succeed.
2: And that's when I talked to you earlier in the week, and the conversation was, did they all sign off on it? Paul, George, Kawhi. And now you just confirmed Westbrook essentially signed off on James Harden joining the team. And the question is, how how are you going to use these two? There's going to be a combination. Russ is going to start, like I said. Then all of a sudden, he goes to the bench four or five minutes, and he comes in with the second unit, and he does Russ-like things like he actually was doing early in the game last night. Mm-hmm. He was hustling. Obviously, the turnover issue is a lot of turnover still, but that's just who he is. You know what you're getting mm-hmm. in certain players. And when you talk about a relationship and a relationship-builder, this is not their first rodeo. We go all the way back to OKC. They've been together before. Mm-hmm. So they understand each other's attitudes. They're both from the Southern, actually all four yep. are from the Southern California area. So there's some upbringing there where they, they know each other. It's, a, it's somewhat of a friendship, even though it may not be a nightly, daily friendship. Yep. They still are acquaintances. So I think that that's extremely important. Plus, Ty Lue understands what Jane Harden brings to the table. OK, he's a guy who could facilitate. He doesn't. Have, he, everybody thinks that he has to take all the shots and do all the things. If he needs to play the off guard position, even though it's pos, pos, positionless basketball right now, he can still slide over and create his own shot. If Westbrook needs to bring the ball up the court and then once he crosses half court now and they get into the half court office, he can still be able to do those sort of things. So I don't think it's a deterrent at all to add him to this roster. You can see certain things last night and said, well, if he was out on the floor, it might be a little bit different in this situation. And that's what Ty Lewis speaking to. Mm. I think we want it to be a issue between Westbrook and James Harden because we like the drama. We want to keep mess going and the gossip flowing. But you got a veteran team here. Mm. This is a veteran team with a veteran coach that knows how to handle all obstacles that may get in the way.
0: Mm. So to me, to use your operative word deterrent, it's it's not about being a deterrent, James. It's it's about being an upgrade. And Rachel made this point the last time she was here, what day was it? Tuesday. Yeah. To me, if if I if I step back from this, is James a better player right now than Russell Westbrook? Yes, he is. He he just he's a little better passer. He's a little less turnover prone even though over the last 7 years Russ has been number one in NBA turnovers, and James has been number two. But is James a little better shooter than Russ? Well, he's a lot better shooter because (laughs) since Russ entered this league, he is the bottom of the barrel, the worst three-point shooter in basketball, even though last night I was impressed he made three out of six last night. Mm -hmm. But he turned it over six times, as Keyshawn alluded to, and they're horrendous turnovers. Again, we we used to win... (laughs) Poor LeBron had to play beside Russ when he was a Laker. We used to come in here every day and do Russell Westbrook Memorial sort of (laughs) turnover blooper reels. And we would just sit back in awe of how bad the turnovers were because if if you're playing church league basketball, you would get yanked for that turnover because it was so mind-blowingly bad. And he had two or three of that variety last night where you just thought, Russ, what, what were you thinking? I don't know. He's not thinking. He took a couple of late shots Well, you said, what, what was that? I'm sure Ty Luce sits over there and says, I, I don't know what that was. So could you upgrade if you play James more at the point than Russ? If, if you relegate Russ to be the quarterback of the second unit of the shock troops and bring him in with high you know, extreme Russ energy, and that's what he does best. Yeah. He plays hard. He played, played his tail off last night. Okay. will that work? Would he be happy with that if he found a new sort of home and comfort zone as I'm the leader of the second unit? I I don't know. He wasn't that happy doing it as a Laker. But
2: but they were not winning when he was doing it. He was out on the floor basically by himself because LeBron and A.D. were out. Now, when you got a winning culture, Rachel, as yeah. you know, when you got Kawhi knocking down shots and PG, now you got Harden doing his thing, and yeah. PJ Tucker out there as a veteran leader playing hard-nosed, rough defense, you buy in.
3: Look, you buy in. Russ talked about it last night. He said this is not gonna be perfect from the start. He said, We're gonna have to figure it out. There's gonna be bad games, there's gonna be good games. No one's promising this is gonna just yeah. work like magic right away but he really expressed a belief that it could work, and he's the one who needs to buy in the most. They're all buying in, though. Paul George talked about how he talked to Harden a lot over the course of the summer and into this season, hoping that this trade would happen. You have to remember... As you said, Keith, they're all four Southern California guys. That means something to them here. They want to be the first ones to get the Clippers a championship and kind of make a difference here to your Lakers, Keyshawn. And by the way, it's personal, too. It's not just about basketball. All four of them have a ton of family here. They want to raise their kids here. They want this to work. If it falls apart... More than one of them might be going to another part of the country next yeah, year. They don't point. want that to happen. So I think that it will be a little rocky. There's going to be times where you say, like, you know, the NBA loves drama. The NBA loves petty. So I think that there will be times over the course of the next couple of months we will be having conversations about, I don't know. I don't know if this is working. Mm. But I do have faith they're going to figure it out by the middle of the season. And I do absolutely think, I said it the other day, this is an upgrade for the Clippers. Right. And they need that upgrade because Paul George and why Leonard have open contracts mm-hmm. this offseason. They need to know what they're dealing with and give these guys a chance before that to be at their Especially
2: best. Especially going into a brand-new arena, Skip. Yep. They got to figure it out. Now, I'm a Laker fan. I'm not, you know, everybody say, oh, you, you would root for your hometown team even though it's the Clippers. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I am not. I am a Laker fan, and that is what it is. I am a Dodger fan. I am not an Angel fan. So when I look at it, do they have on paper – one of the top two or three teams in the conference, for sure, 100%. Do I think they're going to be there in the end, hanging around as one of the top two or three teams? Yes, I do, because I honestly believe that everything's going to fall into place for them. They're going to stay healthy. They're going to do all the things that they hadn't done in the past,
0: but so are we. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I buy that. I agree. But if you're a Clipper fan, you saw two big flashes of, and I don't use this word lightly, greatness last night because Kawhi in the first quarter, 18. And then Paul George in the fourth quarter, 20, including three late free throws where he had to go stand there by himself 15 feet away and go boom, boom, boom. And he did it. He made all three of them to force, obviously, the overtime. The point is, you could see the potential future. They're still playing at extremely high levels if they can stay healthy, which is never seems to be the case.
3: But that's that's another factor, right? I mean, obviously, we've talked about the idea that Harden is insurance for one of those guys. Is yeah. hurt or off the floor? You still have two stars, big stars out there. Then you can get them backed up by Russ. However, also, when they are healthy— if their usage rates are all lower because they all have to sacrifice, as we keep talking about, and share the ball more and not play as hard in their game and their style, that actually has an effect on you over the course of the season. You are fresher over the course of the season when your usage rates are lower, and possibly that leads to less injuries from that just repetitive motion. I mean, Key, you know from being an athlete, the harder you burn through the season, the more likely that those tic-tac injuries become bigger deals.
2: No, and that is true, and and they are older, but I think – when you talk about Ty Lu and understanding Kawhi is not going to change, he's going to get his rest, whatever you want to call it, load management, non-TV, national game he, he management, will. whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's already said, Kawhi I'm not management. changing anything in the way my routine is and what I do. And the same thing with Westbrook. I'm sure it's the same thing with PG as well as Harden. It's just going to be fascinating to be able to see all four of them on the floor at the same time in games that matter. I wish I could have saw it
0: last night Mm. against the Lakers, but it's coming. Mm. All right. So, Rachel, do you think the Clippers can be better than the Lakers?
3: Uh, Look, the Clippers have gotten off to a hotter start than the Lakers last night, notwithstanding. I think the Lakers are going to work themselves out any little bugs that they have going on in this first couple weeks. Last year, we saw the perfect example. You get LeBron James into the playoffs, even just the play-in. And it's a whole new season after yep. that. So I got to wait until then to see where both teams are. But they certainly have a chance. And this gives them a chance, a puncher's chance at the title, which they had no, really didn't feel like they had any shot at before this trade. That is a huge deal. You have guys with 27 combined all star appearances. They played for a long time. And that tells me at the end of games. They know what to do. I'm not worried about the Clippers at the end of games. And I saw it last night. Paul George, that building was so tense when he took those last three free throws to close out in regulation. Mm. I mean, dude, he nailed those. And I think that that is going to be a big thing for them going forward. They have that end-of-game experience.
0: Mm. And I say, when the Lakers do get whole, and they were missing four key rotation players last night, when they get whole, if they can stay healthy, they'll be a little better than the Clippers.
2: I don't want you to, uh, Skip... I don't want you. I can you, do whatever. No, I don't want Lakers. you talking yes, about can. the Lakers in a positive
0: light, ever. <laughs> Seriously. I, I knew the I was covering the Lakers before you were born. But. The, so I've, I've already earned my way with I, the I understand you yep. covered Gail Goodrich and all those guys. I not go that it. far back. <laughs> but I covered the Showtime Lakers. There we go. All right. Up next, Michael Irvin, our man, says, AJ Brown just might be the best player in the not just best was he best player in the NFL, really, Michael? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy, oh Here's what Michael Irvin tweeted last Sunday about the Eagles aJ Brown. And I quote, that dude, A.J. Brown with the Eagles, may not be the best receiver in the NFL. He very well may be the best player, all caps, best player in the NFL right now with four exclamation points. Whoa. So, Michael, how concerned are you about what A.J. Brown might do, will do to our Cowboys Sunday in Philly? I am very concerned. Okay? About you should this. be. Very very concerned mm-hmm. now. Now,
1: my, when I watch the Rumble play, I get a little bit, feel a little bit better. Yep. But this is the matchup I was waiting on. This is why we gave Trayvon Diggs $100 million. Yep. Just to stop that dude right there. Stop that dude right there. Stop. And he's not on the football field. You know, how do you stop him now? This is a big dude. A big dude that can run. Trayvon was perfect for this. He's a big guy. He can run. And you know Jalen Hurst is going to give him some opportunities, give AB 11 some opportunities, so that would have meant that Trayvon Diggs was getting some opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you can play it one-on-one and say, let's see how that thing plays out. Let's watch Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders go up against each other because that's kind of battle that battle would have been. But now... You're, God, you're going to have to help a little bit. I like Bland. I like Bland. Like but when I watch this kid play right here, when mm-hmm. I watch this dude, AB 11 play right here, I, I, I'm like, whoa. I was sitting at home. I had to tweet that. You thought that. that. My, my body said, my mind said, don't you dare tweet that. My heart said, boy, you don't you pick that phone up. But the reality, somebody had to know. I was seeing this. this that second pass that Jalen Hurst threw, he had two guys on him. They had nothing going in that offense. He said, really? Hell, Mary, please help. And he pulled that ball down with those two guys hanging all over him. I said to myself, it's just incredible. When everybody knows you're the best player, everybody knows that's their best play, and everybody's trying to stop you, Mm -hmm. and you can still make those plays. Dallas has to contend with this. I've asked Al Harris, what are you going to do with this beast you know, and he, hey, they're, they're going to have to mix it up. You can't make it easy because Devontae Smith can play. So, but you got to double him sometimes. You got to get up and press him. Get in this – get a, play underneath him. Keep somebody over the top. But you got to get in their heads. And if, I, if, I, if I'm Dallas, I'm going to make sure he doesn't have any catches early mm-hmm. because now I want to use all of this intensity – against Philadelphia. I don't care what I'm I'm going to double, triple him to make sure that first quarter goes by without him seeing a play, without him seeing a ball. And now I want his frustrations to start boiling over, and hopefully I can use that against Philly. That's what I would do. But we got to deal with this guy.
2: Mm. No, you, you should be concerned. You should be highly concerned, nervous and everything else. Mm. You got to deal with A.J. Brown, no question about it. But you can't forget about the tight can't forget about Devontae Smith. You can't forget about Swift out of the backfield. can't forget about Jalen Hurts and his arm and his ability to still run, regardless of what people think about a potential knee problem that he may or may not be having. When you look at A.J. Brown, you say best player probably in the National Football League. From wire to wire right now, he probably is. It just depends on how you want to look at it. He's delivering when they're asking him to. It's not wide open uh, uh, motions across formations and right. outrunning think, think, people think, think, on think, angles. Think. He's not doing that. And He's he, been he, right. double-teamed, right. safety sliding over the top, in the vicinity. But it's also about playing, making big plays at a time in which his team needs him to. Right. That's what takes you to the next level. Mm. And, and when, when they decide... We're gonna get the football to AJ Brown because we have to, mm. not because he's emotional, it's because we need something to get us going. And he's the perfect guy to do it. Nobody's been able to slow him down mm. in six straight consecutive games. Mm. They are seven and uh, one. They got off to a slow 25,
1: start. Right. That's insane. The hundred and twenty-five. Insane in six six plus
2: in six straight games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is going to be a focal point. Mm-hmm. Or with the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's Bland, a Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore in 2019 was defensive player of the year. Yeah. You know how long ago that was? That was a long time ago. So he's a different player now, clearly, than he was before. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to, at some point, if you decide or they decide to formate him to that side where Gilmore is, you're going to have to give him help. Mm-hmm. Then Bland, a younger guy, young. This is not a veteran rece- uh, DB like a Gilmore. You're going to have to give him some help over a savvy veteran like A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a real football game. This is not going to be... Y'all playing against the Rams, or y'all playing against the Giants? This is a totally different situation for you, Skip. So
0: it sounds like you're making the case for 42 to 10, Philadelphia. I,
2: I can't predict saying? the
0: score. Only oh, thing well, I can, can, can predict can. that Philadelphia's going to win the game. By, I can't predict the score by 14,
2: 21, 28. You're not good. As, you're, as, you're my, as, as Michael that. Irvin has once said, I've been questioned before. It's not going <laughs> to work. Oh, okay. So let me explain
0: <laughs> to you why I think Philadelphia should be concerned about. Where their offense is going because it's not last year's offense. Because for the whole regular season last year, you mentioned Devontae Smith, he caught 95 balls right. last year. Right. Huh. And A.J. caught 88, so Mm -hmm. 95 to 88. So far this year, A.J.'s caught 60 balls and Devontae only 39 balls. Okay. Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles led the NFL in rushing. They have now fallen to seventh in rushing because they're growing a little more pass happy because... Season's not over, Skip. They're heading in this direction because last year... They Not rushed it the 12 more times in the regular season mm-hmm. than they threw it. They were fairly balanced, but a little heavier to the rush side. This year so far, they've thrown 25 more passes than they have run the football. So they're heading over there. So let me mm-hmm. stop a little you. bit of an identity crisis. Like, are we a right. pass no, first? No, no, no. So you're but saying something. Here's you're what, saying he, something. Here's,
2: Here's what I'm going to tell you. Mm. Now I'm going to have I you go at halftime right and check your statistics again. Mm. Don't look at it based on the course of the entire season. Oh. Look at it through eight, nine weeks of the season. Mm. When the weather turns, guess what? Their offense turns and leans more heavy on the run because of the environment that they're in. All you got to do is go check the facts, Skip. Mm. Well, well, I think uh, I just well let, let me back check back.
1: these facts. Over the last three games, they've only had 23 rushes. Total yeah, in the first half, mm-hmm. total in the first half, and that that right there, I, I I hate telling this, but it gives Dallas a great chance. If you're not going to try Agreed. to run the ball, yep. If you're not going to try to just pound this ball, run the ball, and we know your best weapon is going to be a B, and that's why I put it out there. I said the only play they have is that play, and I was giving them credit, saying, "Wow." They, he keeps coming up with the play, but it gets put on as bulletin board material. Michael says nobody else making plays but A B. Doesn't matter how well, you that put is it is. But it is what out, you just said. But it is the reality. But we, it's not we, the reality. Because it tied in was making plays the other day, left and right. Yeah, yeah, okay, oh, okay, Key. He he he's making plays. Skip just told you that that uh, that every, the other numbers are down. Mm-hmm. That yeah, other numbers that, that, are down. Just that, the numbers that Devontae down. Smith's numbers are down. Yeah. down. But that doesn't Maybe. mean he's
2: not making plays. Mm. He's making plays when they throw him the ball. They've just been utilizing A.J. Brown more. Yep. Doesn't mean that he's not making plays. You said making plays. Mm. Oh, okay. That's not true.
1: So, so he, you, you're proving my point. You're proving my point. He, he's been he's, he's making some plays, but we don't recognize them because we're talking too much about A.J. Brown because he's making all the plays. Yeah, and that's the focus. Okay, so point. clean it up. He's then. making the plays now. Now, no, but that's the reality. And you focus the last couple of weeks. If you didn't have A.J. Brown on that football team, they, mm-hmm. that, that team could could be in some trouble. They could be in some trouble. They, they, they rushed the ball 59 yards last week. Yeah, I love you, Ed man. That could be in some if trouble. If y'all didn't so, have so the charges and y'all could be in proving, trouble. I'm just proving my point up, the importance of a, B, a, of A.J. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going against Philly. They're a good team, great team. But but they need A.B. And if you can focus on slowing him down, I don't think you're going to stop him, but focus on slowing him down. I saw Andy Reid say you're not going to stop Tyreek Hill. And when you just mentioned A.J. Brown being the best receiver, I want to clarify why I made that tweet. Now, let me tell you something. Tyreek Hill's a bad boy. But the schemes, the schemes help Tyreek Hill. Of course, his talent and skill set help. But the scheme, they're scheming up. This big dude right here, he's just deboning you on the football field. That's why I say the greatest player. Because if I set him with somebody that can't scheme, he's still going to beat you in and, and do you in like he's been doing. So that's why I say he's right now for me the best player. I, I was the one that had the record. That that Calvin Johnson broke on a number of hundred yards games in a row. I had the record. I had the record at eleven. I knew what it was like just getting a hundred yards for eleven straight games. Hmm. I I thought about. It. I said I'm gonna make sure. But, these dudes are getting 125. Tyreek Hill's going to
0: 150.
1: I'm like, what the? Yeah, I, you know what I went through thinking about? I got to get 100. I got to get 100. They moved no move it's, it's insane. That's why I tweeted,
0: this may be the best player in the National Football League, and he is playing like that. Yeah, Michael Irvin, guess who very quietly is right on pace to break your all-time Dallas Cowboy record for catches in a single season. That happened in 1995, your last Super Bowl Yes, he is. Year. Right right up under my yardage. CD right land. up under the yards. Yeah, that guy so right that, that Keyshawn says something's missing there. Right, I, I don't right, know, but he's right, right, right on pace. Right. You had 111 right. catches, right? Right, 111 right. catches in 1995. C.D.'s right on pace to have 112. Who knew? Yes, I don't sir. know. and I hope he gets it. If not, he does, not, we're not, in not, the house. I'm not, uh, not even going to uh, say uh, anything. Uh, I'm going to 112
1: and over 1,500 yards, and that's what it's going to take for CD for for Dallas to get the where they have to be, he'll have to be in that fifteen hundred yard range. So so it, it's right on paper. I'm not gonna say anything, Skip. I'm just gonna be quiet and wait till Sunday. Well, I think you have to be
0: quiet because you're being proven. Well, he's wrong. gonna
2: watch the game with me on Sunday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah he's gonna I'm, watch. I'm, the, I'm gonna Michael Irvin's gonna, er gonna show gonna be up gonna be before kickoff, not at halftime <laughs> when they're leading three to nothing or something. No. Not at I'll, I'll all. I'll be there. I'll Unless be there just at this. the beginning.
0: I will be there for this one. Keyshawn, I will not answer any of your texts during the game. <laughs> I'm just going to focus on I the wouldn't I wouldn't either. I will not I, I answer. I wouldn't either, considering you that y'all, for some reason, with your believe tests.
2: that this run game that the Philadelphia Eagles had in the past is just, it doesn't exist. They can't <laughs> run the football to save their lives there, there was in a their reason, passing team. There was a reason well, that okay.
0: Detroit said, right. we don't want DeAndre right. Swift anymore. We got Jameer Gibbs. We don't need... Okay. Him. Okay. Uh, well, 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 no, The, the run game... You just know just they got, an got an the Arizona... Team. You
2: do realize you, they got you. the Arizona film. And you Very, do realize yeah, they right,
1: got right, the 49er right. film. Good. You, you do You do realize, when, when on those run options, if if we know the quarterback's knee is not good... That's and, a good point. You, 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 you oh. can go ahead and focus on taking down the running back because... do, he, do, do You said healthy. if you know. If you know. If do you know? If you know.
2: Or do you assume based on him leaving the podium yeah. based on the question that was answered right. to him because he's tired of answering silly-ass questions that he's hurt? You're going to just assume
1: that? Mm. Why, why tired of answering? Because I remember he was the one that put it out there that night yeah. watching the football game. So I, I thought he was trying to look for somebody. You know, well, well, go ahead on,
0: Skip. Do what you got to do. Enough said. Up next, LeBron oh, is playing do. at a very high level <laughs> while playing very high minutes. Yes, we debate next. Rachel Nichols back with us to talk a LeBron James, who has been playing at a high level while playing high minutes for the now three and two Lakers. Rachel, what are you seeing so far from LeBron?
3: Look, I'm seeing someone who could rest on his reputation at some point during his career and instead has worked every offseason to improve part of his game every single year of these 21 years. And I got to tell you, he worked on his jumper pretty obviously this offseason. It is paying off so deep for the Lakers, especially late in games. You guys talked about the numbers. Fourth quarters this season so far, he's averaging nearly 10 points. He's shooting 68% from the floor in fourth quarter so far. His overall efficiency in games has been matching his Miami days, when he was at the peak of his peak and setting all those sort of historical numbers and records. He's playing that well in terms of his jump shot right now. So that really impresses me. The only red flag I see is what you guys have been talking about earlier on this show, is the minutes. And it's not just on our minds. It's also on LeBron's mind. I asked him about it last night. I want to read you what he said to me. He said, the first thing when we came back to the bench, when it went into overtime— I said, you guys are killing me. I'm trying to keep my minutes down. And now it's another five minutes I'm adding on. He even ribbed Dilo. Not making that shot at the end of regulation, saying, "Oh, now you're keeping me out there." So he knows this can't continue. He told me, he said, "There's a line we got to hit. We're not walking that line right now." But there's a lot of factors going on. Health has been a big factor so far this season. They had four rotation players out last night, so he had to play a little bit more. And then you also have got to get more from the other guys so that early in games, the first three quarters, LeBron doesn't need to come in and save them, and he can save his minutes for the fourth quarter. That means Anthony. Davis has to continue to improve. He's had some great games so far this season, but he's got to do that consistently. Yep. And then Austin Reeves you know, had this block for the first few games of the season, getting defended differently, and he broke through last night. And certainly they think that those combination of those two with the supporting players as they get more healthy, that will improve LeBron's minutes. It's easy to say that, though, Skip. It's yep. another thing to do it. Yep. right? Keith?
0: Before you go, Keyshawn, LeBron has now played the seventh most minutes in the NBA so far. To Rachel's point, that, that has to slide back to where it was supposed to be.
2: I, I think when you look at it, what are you seeing? You're seeing the same player that you saw a year ago. His numbers are a tick down, just a tick, nothing drastic, right? He averaged 28, basically he's 25 this year. He still got his six assists, a little slightly up a tick. You know, the boards are still the same. So when you look at that, you say, okay, minutes are going to always be a conversation because of what happened at the end of last season. Okay, well, we watched him at times in the fourth quarters against the Nuggets, missed shots, legs didn't look fresh. So that conversation is going to come up. I wouldn't have that conversation in the month of November. I'm not going to have that conversation in the month of December. I'm not going to worry about it until after All-Star break. When you are playing the way he's playing and the way the Lakers are playing, sitting at 3-2, and two, you've already beat Phoenix. you got Phoenix coming up again. Maybe that's a light day for him down the line that you say, you know, four or five games from now when they see Phoenix again, you say, okay, he, he could rest up. Or you see Orlando next time around, he can rest up a little bit. I think and, Devin Booker's about to come back. Yeah, but you may yeah. – you, you already know, though – that you've got that one win in your back pocket. You may want to...
3: If they're not winning, he's going to want to play. He's going to want to come off the bench. Of Jarvan Ham's going to want him to play. So the course. key is to have them winning more of the time throughout games of course. So he doesn't have to feel compelled it, to do that.
2: Of course, and that's what I keep trying to tell Skip. It's the beginning of the season. Let's go through the beginning of the season. Let's get past All-Star break before we start really stressing about the minutes. And then you can hit the jump start button again as you get ready to go into playoff contention because what you don't want to do is you don't want to be in a position of stress late in the year when you're in that 8th, ninth, 10th seed. Oh, we got to do this to get in. Who are we going to play? No, you want to be at the top. You want to be that 1-4 through four category come playoff time. You don't want to be sitting around trying to win one game to get in. And the way you do that is by winning your games that you're playing in now
0: so you can afford, if you need to, to drop a couple later on. Okay. So I agree with Rachel. Obviously, LeBron worked on his jumper through the offseason. Apparently, he did not work on his free throws, which has always been my pettest peeve about him (laughs) because he's better than this. But he's now 16 of 29 from the free throw line. That's 55%. And I think we all can agree on one thing. That's got to that's got to be a little better, right? I agree. He's a 74% career free throw shooter, which is still not very good, but that's got to come up. He's also now second in the NBA in turnovers. That's got to improve, and I think it will. Now, to the good stuff. To your point, Rachel, I got him all the way up at 71% from the floor. In the I think that's with overtime, overtime too. Okay, yeah. with, I, I'm adding yep. overtime, but yep. it, that is sensational. And he is definitely, in mindset, improved on what he was last year late in games. And I think he focused on this, Mm -hmm. which I respect and appreciate. Because last year, by his standards, he was pretty terrible in fourth quarters and overtimes for for the whole year and for the playoffs. He shot 27% from three in fourth quarters and overtimes. And in the playoffs, remember, in fourth quarters, he set the all-time playoff record for consecutive missed threes of 20. He missed 20 straight threes in fourth quarters of the playoffs last year. Well, all of a sudden I'm looking, he's five of 11 from three so far late in fourth quarter and overtime so far this year, that will work. I hope he can keep that up. The minutes do concern me because of the injury factor, because we've seen him get nicked and nacked. He's got this and that and his ankles are just perpetually messed up and he's still on the injury report. It's, it's like chronic. It's like 10 to
3: It's it's, it, it it's, well, that's it's just something a, he has to live with. Yeah. They're, they're, also, if they want to hold him out, then he's been on the injury report, so he can, ab- he's not resting. That, that is I, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more, Skip, and disagree with you, Key, on the fact that they can wait till after the All-Star break. That's two-thirds of the season. I, I think they have to start scaling back those minutes sooner rather than later because, to you Skip's point, there is an injury factor, too. And look, the worst injury I can think of in recent, somewhat recent Lakers history is Kobe Bryant's Achilles, right? And that happened in a large part because Kobe drove himself into the ground yeah. minutes-wise, trying to make the playoffs. And just in that whole like couple months run up until the Achilles injury, he played so hard that that was a huge factor and why his body just finally gave out. So I don't think that's going to happen in LeBron's case. I don't think he's going to play that many minutes the way Kobe was leading up to that injury. But we see, especially as you get older, Skip is 100% right. You can have those knickknack injuries turn into bigger things. And what you don't want is LeBron's minutes to go down because he's no, missing 20 Rachel, games Rachel,
2: <laughs> he's missing 20 games but the 20 games he's missing is not because he's old it's because somebody steps on his ankle and he gets his foot caught so he twists something yeah, it's but- not him running up and down the court then all of a sudden he pops a hamstring it's not it's not soft tissue injuries
0: that we're dealing with but
3: lebron used to turn his ankle he used to Hi. be known for turning his ankle yeah. and nothing happened yeah
0: but wait, wait a second. He used to turn his ankle to the floor where the bone would touch the floor. And I'd say, that's impossible. There's no way he can get up. And he would just retie his shoe and get up and like nothing happened. I'd say, what? But that has nothing to do with minutes. It's nothing
2: well, to do with the minutes. It's
0: career minutes over it, time.
2: If, you're, you're if somebody steps on your ankle at the start of a game, it ain't got nothing to do with minutes. Of, yep. of course, right. there's
3: fluke injuries. And of course, a lot of LeBron's problems have come from that. That's all Flip, I'm weird saying. Flips on the floor, things like that. That's all I'm but saying. But there is also an overarching issue of the fact that if your body is more run down, you are more injury prone. That is just true. Yeah, I know that's very ve- No, it's very
2: yourself. true. But my point to that, though, Rachel, is this has not happened to him. Okay, if you tell me Mm -hmm. that he's tearing uh, uh, the the meat off the bone on his hamstring Mm -hmm. because he's running up and down the court because he's older and his legs are fatigued, then I can give you that. Mm -hmm. But to tell me that, oh, well, we got to be cautious of the minutes because he twists his ankle when he came down on somebody's leg, that can happen at the start of the tip-off. That's all I'm saying. So let's not
0: do that to him. All right. He's doing really well. So far, so good. Yes. Okay, we got it. All right, up next, we need to talk about Antonio Pierce. Speaking of somebody from out here Just in Southern go California. Tony. Can he yes. keep that Raiders job? We are rooting yeah. for that.
3: Amen. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy,
0: Let's talk some Raiders. Here's some of what Raiders interim coach Antonio Pierce said in his first press conference yesterday.
1: The short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, rocking Raider hats. So when opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way.
0: Hmm. I love that. Michael, what chance do you give Antonio of keeping Mm. this job? You know,
1: Interestingly enough, guys, I,
0: I do give him a chance.
1: And I'll I'm, I'm, tell you why I give him a chance. is because what happened uh, with the Raiders since, since they made that hire. I mean, the players were speaking about who they wanted as their next head coach when Coach Posati took over for John Groot. That team went 7 and 5. They won the last four games going into uh, the playoffs, winning the playoffs, and lost the game. Now, then you brought in Josh McDaniels, and things went awry. That gives Antonio Pierce an opportunity here. If he can do some good things in these next nine games, you know, win some games in these next nine games, and, 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 and you got, he has this team playing hard and playing together, Mark has got to take notice. And he has to say, listen, I made the mistake one time i walking a guy out in the building that the players responded to, and I brought a guy in the building that the players do not respond to. So this gives Antonio Pierce a shot, and I hope he takes advantage of it.
2: Mm. No, he will. You don't have to worry about a playmaker. AP will take full advantage of the opportunity, just like he said in his presser there.
1: He was born to
2: be a Raider. When you're born, it's like it's like being in Miami. You're born to be a cane. It's like being in L.A. You're born to be a Trojan, and back then you were born to be a Raider, a Laker, a Dodger. That's just its in your DNA. It's instilled in you. Mm-hmm. In a big city, think small college football town. That's all you know. That's all we knew growing up was the Raiders. So now this opportunity presents itself. The first of all, he's not far removed the game. as a
1: player the game.
2: from the National Football League. He There's actually played. In the National Football League and was successful in the National Football League, won a Super Bowl. So players respond to you differently. The leader on that team that won a Super Bowl, a leader. Exactly, a leader. So think Dan Campbell, who actually played in the National Football League. Players respond to that. Not that they don't respond to certain guys that didn't play in leagues, but you get a different approach. OK, so to speak, because they trust what you're saying because you've done it before. Right. OK, when you look at a Josh McDaniels, yeah, you that's hit behind to Tom Brady for all those years and you got two jobs. Or Mike McDaniels down in Miami. He's winning right. and he's done a good job. And that's so they why it's important to, win to early. him. Right. And
1: right. Respond
2: to him. Right. Had he not done right. that and didn't have any skins on the wall, mm. they'd be talking about running him up out of there. So AP has that plus on top of this. This is different on top of that. This is different than Jeff Saturday coming from the booth, ESPN. Yep into a building that nobody knew. It's just a guy coming off the street.
1: And, and, and tell him why, Key, because because whatever's been going on in that building, AP, no. there have been players running the AP oh, to talk about. Oh, my God. That's, was, what, that's what we're talking about. You was listening to, to me to and Nick's conversation
2: right? through the walls this morning. <laughs> in our conversation, I told Nick, our producer, mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, the difference is I can, get, I can guarantee you yeah, whatever man. was going on wrong without me being in that building, Skip, Mm-hmm. That those players was telling they, these dudes, right. man, they, right. why they got this guy calling the play? What is it? I can guarantee. He ain't like so he us, already did. He, he, right, right, exa- right. So
1: all of that. He all all already
2: knows real. what right. the problems are. Right, right. Yeah? And the bowls that's are what here. I'm saying. Plus,
1: skip the staff. Because he played, that's why the players feel comfortable. Exactly. So you know what's going and on. And skip the, that's the,
2: exactly. the, the staff, in him are like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. They already know. Yeah. So it should be an easier transition for him than it was like for Jeff Saturday yeah. or some other interim coaches because they trust him, believe me. And one last thing, I mean, let
1: me say this one last thing because Mark Davis said this. He said, I told him now, you're the, head, you're the head coach now. You don't have to be coaching all the time. That You, you kind of got to oversee things. And, 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 and I'm telling Mark Davis, get out of this here. Be quiet.
0: Yeah, you he don't said know what focus you're on leading. Yeah, yeah, yeah focus on no, leading. No,
1: that is how no. you lead. He, he's doing exactly what he needs to do to lead. He's a part of the group. He's not. He said, "Hey, I didn't come from Bill Belichick. I'm not ring guard. You don't have to kiss my rings.
0: I'm a part of your group." That's what Antonio Pierce is going to yeah. say. I worked with Antonio for several years at ESPN. I got to know him well. I believe in his force of personality. I believe he's a natural born leader of men. And don't underestimate, he was a head coach out here in Southern California, Long Beach Poly, which is a football power for years and years. They had one great year and then three not so great years, but he he tasted what it was like to be the head coach, to be the CEO, the commanding officer of the operation. He did. And then he went with Coach Herm. He was assistant coach at Arizona State. He knows defense. He can coach that side of the he was ball. Their, he was their coordinator. He was their coordinator. So he is qualified for this position. I'm going to root for him. It's a tough situation because now they've obviously benched Jimmy G and they're going with the kid, <laughs> the rookie at quarterback, and it's going to be a little shaky here. But I think the players are going to respond and play at a higher level just because they want to play hard for him. So I give him a good shot of convincing Mark to keep him, I think Tom Brady will have some input into this decision. The word I'm hearing is that they're already focused and fixated on moving on and going bigger picture. But Antonio could change their minds because of what you said about right. Rich basaccia They they should have hung. In he's already skipped
2: yep. He's already identified the yep. problem,
0: right? You know what yep. the problem was. The quarterback. Yep. He's already
2: identified.
3: He
2: said, and I'm not it. playing this. This dude gonna get me fired, right. and he's true. going with somebody else after they gave $75 million to Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. That that, that They already identified what the problem yeah. was right, for right.
1: them. And you're, and you're right, cookie that's what they're saying. You're not about winning. You're trying to play your guys. And and, and, and your guy wasn't playing well. And then when Devonte went off Monday night... I felt that pain, man. Him crying on the sideline like that. I felt that pain. So, yeah, you're, you're absolutely
0: right. All right. Up next. W- w- wait a second. The Texas Rangers just won every <sighs> playoff road game. Every playoff every road game. Every one. What? <laughs> We're champions. We're champions. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. The most incredible aspect of the Rangers winning the World Series was they went undefeated on the road through the playoffs, 11-0, and oh, impossibly great. They won four times at Houston, three straight at Arizona. Michael, how does this rank as a sports achievement? It, it ranks. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. We talk
1: about home field advantage in every sport, in every sport, and the importance of it. To go on the road and go 11 in 0 is absolutely insane. It talks about the tightness of the team, talks about the unity and yep. moving forward. I, I I just I love that it's 11 in a row, and the Cowboys got 11 in a row at home. At home? I just love that 11-11 that says two parades are coming.
0: Wow. Two you
1: do realize Skip
0: said
2: 11-0 and 0 on the road, not 11-0 at home.
1: Yeah, but they're 11-0 on the road. The Cowboys it. It, it won the last 11 at home. they 11-0 at home. 11 on the road, not 11
2: but, at home.
1: Right. Michael. It's 11-11, and it takes care of all of it, it's the it's road and, and home. We're back
0: tomorrow, 9.30 Eastern, it has and nothing I to do to the Cowboys, man. That means <laughs> a Super Bowl.